Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Well, it wasn't pretty, but the Cleveland Browns beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Perloff, they are not just alive in the playoff race. Like, they are here. (laughs) Yeah. Joe Burrow goes down with a season-ending injury. Of course, Deshaun Watson did too, but the Browns seem to be recovering from this. To beat the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Steelers look like frauds a little bit, not being able to take advantage of the Browns being down their starting quarterback. And I think the Browns are still making the playoffs. That's how good this defense is. They have the lighter schedule. Things are going to break right for them. I don't think that Dorian Thompson-Robinson was awesome yesterday, but it didn't matter because the defense was that good. The Steelers' defense also very good. But to me, not going to be enough. There's so much bad mojo and bad vibes with the Pittsburgh Steelers. I just don't know if they'll be able to overcome it. So the Steelers do have a very difficult schedule. The Browns, the odds are huge that they'll make the playoffs. I am betting right now, as we, I'm doing a bet as we speak, they're minus 475 to make the playoffs, plus 350 to not make the playoffs. I'm betting not make the playoffs. $10 pays $44. So what's we your, are, what's your rationale what besides the Dorian Thompson? Robinson Dorian Thompson thing? Robinson looked and the offense looked so bad yesterday. Yep. They couldn't run the ball. Uh, maybe that's because of TJ Watt and the Steelers defense. This is a basically, believe it or not, this is a must win at Denver because if they lose this game following week to Denver, yep. then they're, they're seven and four. And all of a sudden Denver's on their tail. Buffalo's on their tail. And there's a lot of pressure. These are not easy games at Los Angeles, Jacksonville, Chicago, at Houston, the Jets and the Bengals, if they have just this rookie quarterback with no offense, all these teams can give them a hard time. Even the Bengals with a backup quarterback in Cincinnati, Dorian Thompson-Robinson just did not inspire anything for me. The defense is amazing. Yeah. But I, I think people are a little overconfident in who these te- who the Browns can beat because they're going to need three more wins. I'm not positive they have them. Well, they've won three in a row, and I think they are off, almost have like enough of a padding here that I think that is going to work okay. because, I mean, besides, honestly, here are the teams in the hunt for the wild card right now in the AFC. Cleveland, Houston, Pittsburgh, Buffalo, Indy, Denver, and Cincinnati. I guess you want to put the Raiders in there too at five and six now. Chargers at four and six. Like, I, for how many teams are we talking about? Is that for all three wild card spots? Yeah, for all three wild card spots. Like, I, for me, it's like Cleveland mm-hmm. definitely. Besides Pittsburgh, they have the best defense, and they just beat Pittsburgh. I mean, Houston looks like they're more of a lock. Do you think Indianapolis? We're going to hear from them at the end of the season. I don't think so. If the, Maybe Denver. I think you're going to hear from if Denver wins this game. This is comes down to this game. If Denver wins this game, then all of a sudden the race is on. Because I think Denver's at six and five yep. and Cleveland will be seven and four. That's a one game difference. 
Yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting contest. Now, honestly, I don't understand the Colts being a five and five. It feels like they've been on a three week bye. <laughs> I've not I'm... heard nor seen from them in a long time. <laughs> are the but Colts I do still think in the league they are right. You know, they're seven and three. The Bills are six and five, and the Bills have an impossible schedule. But they could win some of these games. You don't know how many backup quarters backs will be in the game by week seventeen and week eighteen. A lot could happen. I don't think it's a lock. That was. A very unbelievable win last night because they presented nothing on offense the entire game. They averaged less than four yards per play. Couldn't run the ball until the very end. Didn't even try to throw the ball. So basically, they have Dorian Thompson Robinson running the ball, and people are going to spy him and shut that down. Wait till they get some tape on this kid. There's not a lot there. Here's Miles Garrett praising DTR for his attention to detail and the clutch play. He's only going to continue to get better. The guy loves the hell out the game. He focuses on his craft. He's very, very uh, insightful and is you know, always looking forward to, to, to listen to, to guys and his elders to, to you know, get new information. You know, he's you know, gathering information from all of us, defense, offense. You know, he, he wants to be you know, the very best he can be. And you know, he showed it, you know, making plays down the stretch, putting, putting throws on the money, and uh, you know, leading us down the field to, to get that, uh, that field goal. That sounded like a Carissa Thompson sideline update. That was like, what's the most generic <laughs> stuff we could say? That It's like, do you think they've even had a conversation? I, it sounded like it was pretty, hmm, like, what do I say about this guy? Yeah. He likes to listen to the older yeah. guys on the team. Like, did you, got do you three know names. his name? He's got three <laughs> names. You know, I heard a theory before this game, Cleveland's against Pittsburgh, that Cleveland should just punt on first down every time because Miles Garrett is their best weapon oh, on man. either side of the ball. Yep. That holds true. I think next week that defense is going to score at least 14 points against Denver. Denver been dying to give it up to a good defense. So I think the defense can win games. I do not I mean, they think... They basically did that. The whole I, don't think, yeah. half, I, mean. I don't think their offense can win games. How long can that last in the NFL? Can you squeeze out a 500, uh, 500 winning percentage the rest of the way. Well, you were seeing it on the other side, on the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I actually thought, as much mm-hmm. as the Browns are kind of the story coming out of this game, I thought the Steelers were also. Because the Steelers have been playing with fire here. All Everything tells you when you're like, all right, what, wow, what doesn't add up here about the Steelers? You're getting outgained in every uh, game. You have a negative point differential, yet somehow you are 6-4. and four. Is this sustainable? It's like, no, it's definitely not sustainable. Najee Harris said as much. Can we hear a little of Najee? Because he he basically went on like a five-minute sort of tirade trying not to call anyone out, but he's saying they're frauds. He's saying this about his own team. Let's hear it. There's just a lot of stuff that just goes around. It's just, it's just, it's just that you guys don't see. Um, that's I'm just at a point where it was just like, man, I'm just, I'm just tired of and him talking about how these wins were not sustainable. Do you think everybody has that team first attitude? Do I think everybody has team first on this team? Yeah. I rather not talk about team. I just talk about me, my performance. You don't ask questions about me. Guys, we have Thank to go you. back to Pittsburgh. Thank you. <laughs> PR person swooping in, like ah, no, <laughs> slow motion, like trying to get to the reporters' microphones. Um, good job, good effort. I think this is the thing about. Pittsburgh, right? It's not just like you have other teams like the Browns or whatever who are dealing with a backup quarterback and you're trying to make the best of a bad situation, but at least it seems like the team is all pulling in the right direction. Mm -hmm. The Steelers have their starting quarterback. Nobody seems like they're on the same page and they do have a winning record, but 
like it just seems like things are bad, you know? Yeah. The receivers, you saw yesterday Deontay Johnson and Mike Tomlin getting into it a little bit on the sideline. I don't like to presume that you know exactly what they're talking about, but definitely something. Yeah, the play calling is not helping the receivers. Look at Kenny Pickett's yards the last four games. Lost to Jacksonville, 73 yards. 2016 win over a terrible Tennessee Titans, 160. Uh, beat the Packers, 126. Yesterday, 106 yards. Yep. This is modern NFL. How can you have a four-game stretch where you can't go past 160 yards? Well, I mean, Jalen Warren at 129 yards rushing, so that's what they're trying to well, do. It was but just yes. 75 on one play. I that, know. The, if you took that play out, the Steelers' offense was so bad I yesterday. Know. Great point. And listen, we, we, we compliment the Browns' defense, but... I mean, sheesh, you're right. It's modern NFL football, and sometimes it doesn't look like it. It's not like the weather was, you know, this wasn't a monsoon game where yeah. you're just so you know, happy to escape. And this was going to catch up with the Steelers. Definitely I, was. Okay, a lot of people think it's Pickett. I think it's Matt Canada. I think they're not making any easy plays for him. Does he ever have, is there ever a time where he's throwing to a guy who's standing wide open? It's never happening. Okay, but here's the thing. At this point, if we in the national media, yeah. like we know the play caller, we know enough to criticize the play caller, this like more minutia of this team, then it's also on Tomlin. And I know Tomlin is Teflon and he has so much respect and he's earned it and all of that. But if you're not changing stuff, at some point it comes back to you. I mean, this is not the Supreme Court. You don't get a lifetime appointment to these jobs. And I'm not saying to fire him, but can he also, he can't be immune from criticism. I mean, this is crazy. Yeah, definitely criticism. I do, I'm not quite sure what the ownership status is, where the, how old the Roonies are and stuff. They're definitely not going to fire him, but they are stuck in mediocrity unless they want a radical change here. I I don't think firing him is on the table, but you better come in in the offseason and say, you're going to hire the best offensive coordinator you can find. I don't care how you want to play football. This is how you're going to play football. And they need a new quarterback because it's a combination. Pickett's small hands have finally caught up with him, Matt. <laughs> okay. I know the small hands. but here's <laughs> They the, finally caught up yeah, with him. And you can finally bring that up. Uh, here's the thing that you say, oh, well, they need a better offensive coordinator and they need a new quarterback. Yes. I mean, this yes. just did this. These are these people are new. Kenny Pickett is in his second year. Matt so Canada is, a, is in a, what, second year too, right? Well, Matt Canada, nobody wanted to hire Matt Canada. This right. is some this bizarre thing going on. a personal relationship thing about Matt Canada recruiting Mike Tomlin's son to play but, football at Maryland. Pickett wasn't the number one pick. He was a 21 pick. So you missed. It was the second half of the first round. It's time to try something else. I actually would go free agent because I think the team around, I think you have a Super Bowl team with a better quarterback. If you but who? You can barely, we can barely field enough starting quarterbacks just to get through a season. <laughs> That's who, a good... Kirk Cousins? Like, who's going to be out there? Yeah, I, I mean, all these Achilles injuries, they need what the Jets wanted with Aaron Rodgers. The Steelers need their Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. I don't know where this guy is. Yeah, who who is that and, person? Uh, the Brady? Aaron Rodgers thing did not work out. I will admit that. Okay. Give me a give me a minute here, Vamp. Gonna, I'll find this guy. Okay. Kirk uh, Cousins, by the way, is not, not the worst. Not the worst idea I ever heard. Well, there's not going to be that many guys out there who are going to be a meaningful upgrade. Can you give me a Hall of Fame level quarterback who's available? <laughs> Do you think Joe Flacco's making the Hall of Fame? I know uh, the he Giants are trying to. The, the delusional Giants fans are trying to pry Josh uh, Allen away from Buffalo. Oh my gosh! Please. Yeah, that Josh Allen is going to, they're going to trade him to Buffalo. I'm like, on what, or put, trade him to New York. On, on what planet do you live on? Can I sell you G Geno Smith? I mean, oh, I got it. Bring in Stafford. Great. Stafford was banged up yesterday. <laughs> Stafford, Stafford is so much better than Kenny Pickett. Okay, Stafford, is he's going to hold up in the 
cold Pittsburgh. <laughs> and AFC to, North where they kill each other yeah, every week. Going to Cleveland where Miles Garrett's just going to maul you. Cincinnati where it seems like everyone gets hurt. Even Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore's G- defense puts G- a molly whop on people too. Jimmy G will probably be out there. I don't know. Maybe Jameis <laughs> shows G. us some stuff in New Orleans. Anybody, anybody not named Kenny Pickett. Jameis. Imagine Jameis. Jameis would be great in Pittsburgh. He's a Hall of Fame quarterback. This is a Hall of Shame list. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Jameis, right Jameis would, would fire it up in Pittsburgh. You don't think Jameis Winston would be great in Pittsburgh? I great mean, as in better than Kenny Pickett? You're going against usually three of the best defenses in the entire NFL in the Ravens, Bengals lately. And Browns lately. What do you, Jameis, do you think, is not going to turn the ball over against those teams? It's going to be awful. I'd I'd rather have Jameis throw for 4,500 yards and 45 interceptions than what's happening now. I cannot stand this. George Pickens is a very good receiver. Deontay Johnson is a very good receiver. Get someone who's going to throw the rock to them, like Jameis did last week. I'm telling you. Look out for Jameis Winston in <laughs> Pittsburgh. Mad. It's just, I, I, it's better than Kenny Pickett. I mean, Derek Carr is better than Kenny Pickett. I could go down this list. Tra- ha- bring Josh Dobbs back in the building. Anybody? Yeah, they should probably should never let Dobbs go. I mean, this is a now back way back in the day. That's the team that originally drafted Dobbs. Um, I'll quote the great Chevy Chase when I say, "If the Steelers brought in Jameis Winston." If I woke up with my face sewn to the carpet, I wouldn't be more surprised than if they brought in Jameis Winston. Next year? Why? Because I think, A, ego gets in the way. They're probably going to stick with Pickett because if you fire the offensive coordinator, this new guy is going to tell you, I can fix Kenny Pickett. How else do you think he's going to get the job? I thought actually Jameis brought a – I know he threw a couple picks, but he brought (laughs) some life into that Saints offense last week. They actually woke them up. At least he'll throw the ball downfield. They need somebody who has – Sort of the, you know, Terry Bradshaw was a famous Steelers quarterback. He would throw into any crowd. Big Ben, he would throw the ball downfield. What is this offensive running back? It's not Steelers like. They could have had him a million times as a backup, and they did not want to bring him (laughs) in because they wanted Mason Rudolph and now Trubisky. Well, it's time to think differently. (laughs) I was going to ask, like, the question with Jameis would be is does Tomlin want to play that way? I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's I, the problem. I think, I think right. Tomlin's got to try something new. I'm, right. I'm, I'm half kidding about Jameis, but don't you think you want to go back to the Big Ben glory days where you're trying to throw for 300 yards a game or something? This formula right now that Tomlin's got going is driving me nuts. Well, Bring Bruce Arians. What happened with Bruce Arians in Pittsburgh? We were talking about this. Did, did Tomlin push him out? Um, Why not get a Bruce Arians, uh, no risk it, no biscuit kind of long thrower? They never let Kenny Pickett even try a long pass. Yeah, I mean, that's why I think you have to look and say, are they protecting Pickett from himself? Like, is he really this bad? Is he Because he can operate the two-minute usually, not yesterday against the Cleveland Browns, but, like, he shows an ability or a flash every now and again. So is he just so bad they're, like, protecting him? I don't know. Yeah, it's very confusing. It's actually interesting looking at the Arian situation. So the year that he got let go or he moved on. Uh, Todd ben, Haley of something? Ben Roethlisberger took – a, a massive number of sacks that season. And Got the front it. office was unhappy about the hits that Ben Roethlisberger was taking because in a Bruce Arians offense, as you noted, they throw the ball down the field. Right. So yeah. that means – and Ben is a big guy, so he was had no problem taking those hits. But it led to a lot of sacks, and that's why they uh, let him go after his contract expired. Mm. I don't know. I thought Todd Haley was in on this too. No, he got in there at some point. Some point. Yeah. Uh, you know, give credit to Cleveland's defense too. That's a real factor. Kenny Pickett did not have a lot of time yesterday, and Tomlin, I think, said that he's like, oh, I don't want Kenny Pickett to cost us this game. 
he just got a he got way too late to get aggressive, and once he did, there's no rhythm with this offense. Eight five five two one two four CBS eight five five two one two four two two seven level of concern for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's got to be high, and I know that's wild saying this about a team that's six and four, and a team that looks like it you know, could be set up to make the playoffs. And oh, by the way, everything is breaking right for you in your yeah. division. Not that you're rooting for injuries, but you already have a win over the Baltimore Ravens. Miraculously, well, they're going to win the division anyway. But you just have Joe Burrow going down for the season. Yep. Deshaun Watson down for the season. Like, How are they underdogs again to Jake Browning? Did you see anything from Jake Browning, the Bengals quarterback, that made you think they could beat T.J. Watt? No. <laughs> no. Not even close. And maybe you guess Jake Browning gets a couple first-team reps in practice this week. I don't Can know. I have a mulligan on my Super Bowl pick? No. I know it's week 11. No, because Why you did you let me I pick the Steelers? I blame you, Maggie. Why did you let me pick the Steelers? Why did, what do I have to do with it? Kenny Pickett was on fire in the preseason. What a, I feel like such an idiot. No. I love the preseason, too. That's your first problem. <laughs> I. But we've seen sometimes preseason success carries into the regular season. I've, I've gotten my best fantasy picks ever were guys who were killing it in the preseason and then continued on into the regular season. This is the exact opposite. Well, just like the Pittsburgh Steelers' offensive playing style, it caught up with you. <laughs> this is not going to work forever. It's my just... formula is falling apart. You know what? Six and four, I'm not dead in the water. Uh, I, I definitely feels kind of dead. Feels kind of dead. I feel okay about my Eagles on it. I have Eagles Steelers. Who did you have again? Uh, Dallas and Jacksonville. But here's the thing. Where else can you move Matt Canada? Like, you basically pulled the ripcord on yeah. coordinators. You moved him from the booth to the sideline. <laughs> can you move him to the parking lot? To home, lot? to the couch. <laughs> yeah, can, we, can he sit in a conference room somewhere? Off-premises? Latrobe, maybe? 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. Quickly, Jaden is in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Good morning, Jaden. Hi, how y'all doing today? Fantastic. What are your thoughts on the Steelers? Um, Steelers are a hot mess express. Um, <laughs> I have a lot of close friends, and my girlfriend's whole family is Steelers fans. Um, they think they should have packed it up weeks ago. Um, Canada's running in circles. Nobody knows what's going on. George Pickens was tweeting like he was ready to leave the team a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Um Nobody really knows what's going on with that. Um, they're winning games, but it might be the worst offensive football I've seen in a long time. Um, it's an eyesore. Something... Oh, Jaden, the yeah, Hot no, Mess it's... Express is a great way to put it, which, again, it feels weird, and thank you for the phone call, you know, to be talking about a team with a winning record like this, but what do your eyes tell you? They have – okay, I'm looking at their staff. They fired Matt Canada – they have a guy, Mike Sullivan, on the bench who was a Giants and the Bucks offensive coordinator. He might have been an interim coach at some point, so he's got a lot of experience. They can't do worse. How can you call up worse plays? Tomlin himself could call the plays and they'd be better. I think there's something about, you know, and Tomlin I think probably deserves the benefit of the doubt on this, maybe or maybe not, but um, not wanting to admit you're wrong. Like, the one thing about the Steelers, it's not maybe not admitting you're wrong. Um, it will look like a panic situation. Like, you're panicking or something just because you're simply acknowledging that something has to change. And it's the Steelers, and they're always so buttoned up, and they're always this great, you know, strong organization that's so well run. If you fire an offense coordinator midseason, are you admitting your house is a bit of a mess? Yeah, I totally understand what you're saying, but that's a huge mistake to get stuck in that kind of thinking. Totally agree. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Coming up. 
Jerry Jones with another classic. This was even the good announcements they can't do correctly. <laughs> Big win yesterday for the Cowboys, but of course doesn't come without a gaffe from the owner. We'll tell you about it next. Don't move, Maggie Perloff. CBS Sports Radio. Oh, boy. That, that's courtesy of Cowboys Radio. What a bizarre game, that that Dallas-Carolina game, because there were a lot of good teams that were letting teams hang around. Yeah. Felt like the Cowboys could have turned that on anytime they wanted to and just sort of played a low-key game to beat the Panthers, who are as harmless as an NFL team as I've seen in a long, long time. Yeah, you're so right. I mean, they're going to give the Chicago Bears that number one overall pick because they're getting that number one overall pick. <laughs> and I know Arizona lost too, but they look totally different with Kyler Murray. Carolina, like... Frank Reich's going to be gone, right? I would think so. And meanwhile, it turns out, was he the guy who was trying to tell them, no, take C.J. Stroud over Bryce Young, and he's the one who's going to get fired? Like, I don't know what actually went down, but... Well, I don't think C.J. Stroud would have saved this team because that the team around, the receiving core is awful. The offensive line is awful, yeah. awful. They've missed every pick at every position on the field, and they've given away some good defensive players. I And the, here's the thing. They're not playing for a draft pick, so they might try really hard in week 17 and 18. I hate to break it to you. They are currently trying. This is just <laughs> what it looks like. They are bad. This is what they cannot try any harder. This is just how terrible Efforts it is. at 100? Okay. I uh, see what you're saying. But we got to get to our Cowboys quickie. Let's This portion of the show is brought to you by Wesley Financial. Stuck in a timeshare and want out? Contact Wesley Financial Group now and get a free timeshare exit information kit at wesleyfinancialgroup.com. Well, for the Cowboy fan, this one's been a long time coming. After all these years and all these bad feelings and everything, Jimmy Johnson is finally going to be inducted into the Cowboys Ring of Honor Pro-Off. Over 30 years or yeah. so after he was a coach on the team. Finally, he and Jerry somehow put their egos aside, mm -hmm. or Jerry put his ego aside or whatever, to induct Jimmy Johnson. Great news. Mm -hmm. I saw it coming, too, because I was watching the Fox pregame and it said, Jerry Jones is joining us later. I'm like, oh, that has to be to tell Jimmy. But Jimmy wasn't in the studio. So I thought Jimmy was not part of it. Well, Turned out he was with him in Carolina. Exactly. So they were there together doing possibly the world's most awkward stand-up that's ever happened <laughs> yeah. in the history of live television. I mean, it was <laughs> cringy. It was too small a space for the two men there. It just didn't work at all. Well, also, like, you, Jerry's so not a professional broadcaster and so you're forcing Jimmy to kind of, like, steer the ship, but he's an analyst and not a host. Anyway, the announcement, while cool for this franchise and definitely hearts are in the right places, could not get the words out. I will say this. It was magical the time we had together. And I want you to know something. On December the 30th of 1923, you're going in the Dallas Cowboy Yeah. <laughs> I hope it's 2023. 20, yeah. What did I say? 2023. Well, it is 2023. I want to get this real clear. Okay? Three weeks from now. <laughs> Uh, he created a time machine to get him back. I think it would have been an all-time troll. It's like, and you are going into the Ring of Honor in 2085. Yeah. Never. <laughs> <laughs> just break the glass. Jerry just turns heel. As if he's not already. 
<laughs> oh yeah, he, he lives as a heel. And I told you, you will get into the Ring of Honor never as long as I'm still with <laughs> well, Connor. What's his face? Uh, the UFC? Connor. Uh, Connor McGregor. Connor McGregor. I kept wanting to say Connor Stallions. <laughs> I know. It's like, and I'd like to take this opportunity to apologize to absolutely no one. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, Jimmy knew he was getting in because you could tell by his, he didn't react really. It was like, whoa. And they had the graphic up immediately after Jerry said yeah. it. So it was all planned. But it, it didn't. 1923. He's like, extra, extra. Read all about it. It's like 1923. Oh, it's funny. That's your cowboy quick. <laughs> Damn act together. Also, is Deron Bland like the greatest corner oh in the God. history of the NFL? <laughs> it is fourth pick six yesterday. Do you remember Trayvon Diggs? That guy got Wally pipped big time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They paid Trayvon Diggs like. Eighty million dollars, uh, but he's the hundred. Sorry, all of a sudden he's the second most dynamic cornerback on his own team. It's bizarre. Dak Prescott a little more, a uh, little more MVP juice yesterday. Of course, how how could he not? You're playing the Carolina Panthers. You got to lay it on. Uh, unlike Matt Canada, their offensive coordinators figured out throw the ball to CD Lamb, and also Dak didn't lay it on at all yesterday. He threw for 189 yards. They kind of they were playing with their food the entire game, but well, he didn't throw a pick. That's all that I'm watching for Dak. Yeah, and Cooper Rush ended up coming into the game. Uh, let's go to the phones, 855-212-4CBS. John is in Rochester. Good morning, John. Hi, how you doing? Good. You got something on the Brown Steelers? Yeah, I mean, uh, as a longtime Steeler fan, and it's tough to be critical sometimes, but, I mean, the opening offensive play, you have Kenny Pickett going back to pass. You know Miles Garrett is miles better than their offensive tackle. And what do you have? You have one guy blocking him. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, to, to overlook something like that, I mean, that's just disastrous. I, I don't understand the thinking there. Uh, the other thing I wanted to comment on was when Tomlin and uh, Deion Johnson were arguing. Yeah. Uh, what I what I know, what, if you notice a lot of the game, too, when everyone's going, oh, Kenny Pickett looks really terrible. Well, the problem is, is that he's thrown to a spot that they're supposed to have a read to know where to break off their routes, and it's apparent that Deion Johnson and and whatever's just doing their thing. They they've got to know that the heat's on Pickett. Uh, I don't think Pickett the you know is going to be a a Super Bowl franchise quarterback. Although, in fairness to him, he needs a little more time. But on the other hand, uh, I don't think he you know I think there's there's some egos in the uh, receiving core that need to be uh, tempered a little bit. I don't know what it is with Pittsburgh and their wide receivers. But, uh, <laughs> I know. Through always, the years. Yeah, they're, yeah, but they're always usually great. You know, John, and thank you for the phone call. I mean, the Steelers get, get the best out of their wide receivers, you know, even yeah. if they end up sometimes like Antonio Brown end up being a little bit of a headache. And it's Antonio Holmes. Yeah. And it looks like George Payne. Uh, actually, they – there's a lot of guys. Bartavis Bryant. You go through the list. Uh, Plaxico Burris. Well, Plaxico was all. I mean, yeah, shot himself. In the shot leg. himself. But anyway, there are character things connected to a lot of their receivers through the years. But, but I that's say how to you their get credit. Those yeah. guys always succeed. It's not credit. That's how you get good players. You take the character <laughs> guys. It's oh. the way the Patriots won six Super Bowls. Yeah, fair. I think they were drafting uh, based on anyway. The issue with Matt Canada, John didn't even bring up when he runs a Sean McVay type sweep. You know, a modern NFL play where there's a little motion, it's usually a between a nine and fourteen yard loss. <laughs> the guy when he tries to do something that's inventive or something, it's a huge loss. He's the worst offensive coordinator in the league. He's as bad on the running as he is on the passing. 
I'm sorry. I don't mean to be this. I hate being the fire coach guy, but this is the one guy I want fired. It's okay. You're the one millionth person who said this guy cannot be a coach. (laughs) Don't worry about it. Marco Belletti is here with headlines. Good morning, Marco. Good morning, guys. And we're sponsored by Northern Tool and Equipment. Get the tools you need from the brands you trust. Start solving your projects today at northerntool.com. We're made for this. The Bills have struggled to say the least, but they found the right elixir and a lopsided win over the Jets. Comes, of course, on the heels of firing Ken Dorsey. So Joe Brady, Sean McDermott with what Brady brought thus far. First of all, Joe picked up um, where we needed him to right away. You know, when we made the switch, um, there was no hesitation. Uh, he went right to the offensive staff. The offensive staff really came together. Now, we know just the one turnover, and that was a Hail Mary at the yeah. half, so really no picks in general for Josh Allen. Did it look, and I'll ask you, Maggie, because you watch every play more intently than the rest of us do, did it look that much different? It did. A lot more in the middle of the field, a lot more. A uh, couple of the design runs for Josh, like in the right spots. Mm-hmm. A li- you know, and they had such a big lead; right. and he didn't have to do a lot of improvising and stuff. But a lot more middle of the field, and you notice like almost nothing to Diggs, and like nothing to Gabe Davis. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious how this is going to go forward. We mentioned, you know, personalities. I for to Diggs's credit, I think if they're winning, you're not going to hear anything. Mm-hmm. He just didn't want to lose and also, I think, not get the ball. But Gabe Davis has to be, like, just a blocking wide receiver or something. Like, he has lost the faith of everyone. And I'm curious if Dalton Kincaid is a rookie tight end. Like, can he keep this up, you know, when he's looking a little bit more like the focal point of the offense at times? I mean, he was a focal point at Utah, so he knows what that's like. I did see there was one play. They were up big, and they were obviously playing a terrible quarterback. Why are you doing any design runs for Josh Allen? Because I got to tell you, the Eagles are going to take shots at Josh no, Allen. No, I know. You know, he didn't look like he was in distress in any no, of these. They, these were look... like the wide open ones where it's right, like, right, right. you know, just like there was the fa- one on the... fake a handoff and you're just like, you're running to open space. Right. There was that quarterback draw that I think Pearl of you talking about. Yeah. Wasn't that like a third down on like, a quarterback why? draw when you're already up by like 16? Yeah. Against the Jet team that obviously can't score 16 points in a game, never mind doing it in a quarter and a half. Yeah, yeah that, I, I thought the same thing. That is stupid. The one thing I did not have a problem with was in the first half, they had like a fourth and two kind of deep in the Jets' territory, and they kicked the field goal, I think, to make it 9 nothing, mm-hmm. and like some of the crowd started to boo. I'm like, have you guys been in a coma for the last six weeks? Like, this is what it was going to be like. They don't want to take a lot of mm. risks. Oh, it's also your opponent. You're I mean, playing Zach yeah, Wilson. Yeah. Like, I mean, field chill. goals are okay yeah. in a game like that. Well, speaking of the Jets, they're a hot mess. And Zach Wilson was benched for Tim Boyle, who knows who's going to get the start on Friday on against the Dolphins. We don't know. And then Brees Hall basically echoed what every Jet player has been saying for, I don't know, 40 years. I don't know what to say. I'm sorry to the Jets fans. They don't deserve this. Um, offense has got to be better. So Hall's apologizing and Just Zach give Wilson. give it to Hall every time. Yeah. He's so He's good. Tough. And the Bills cannot bring this guy down. He's uh, a bane of their existence. Yeah, but... At a certain point, I think the opposing defense is going to realize. Doesn't that. matter; they can't stop them. They've they've never uh, stopped them. I feel like that was the the Jet Giant game. Did you watch that disaster a few <laughs> weeks ago? They just gave the ball to Brees Hall every down, and the Giants yeah, stopped it. It was a disaster. Uh, speaking of Zach Wilson, he had a little message to the fans. I promise, we're just as frustrated as everybody else watching. Um, that game was ugly. It's not the standard. It's not the expectation. But uh, all we can do is try and improve and get better. And and, and that's the first thing I'm going to do. I don't believe him. I know Jets fans. I'm working with a couple of them, obviously, you guys. But I think I know Jets fans that are way more frustrated than Zach Wilson. Like, at least he's getting paid to be there. That's a good point. 
Seems he to just, have a pretty good life he outside took some of hits last night. Too. Was Why it apple picking fans, during the bye week? Yeah. That seemed oh, like back a, to Utah. Yeah, no. Did Jets fans get some hope this season? When I thought it was all dumb. Should they be okay losing because Rodgers got hurt? Or you know what I think it was for me? Yeah, watching the Jet fans and being close to a lot of them. I think it was the idea that Rodgers went down four plays in, but they still beat the Bills that night. Yeah. That's the worst thing that could have happened to the Jet fan. It gave them false hope. Look, Zach Wilson's here. We still won the game. Right. We can do this even without Aaron Rodgers. No, you can't. And I think that was the the moment that everybody convinced themselves just because Rodgers is around, whatever dust he has yeah. has kind of like sprinkled, sprinkled on okay. to Zach Wilson and the rest of the club. But see, and I think this is another thing where Rodgers kind of deserves a little bit of criticism, and this is going to seem messed up, but he keeps the, he's keeping the hope alive that he's coming back, which is – insane and beyond insane just dumb for the organization to do and they're totally willing to do it if he wasn't saying that or if he wasn't they would have i think maybe then they would have brought in somebody else but this whole let's keep the ship afloat for rogers to come back it kept them in neutral but what's it oh and not getting him back not getting a high-end backup yeah but you know what that's on the gm you can't you can't blame aaron Rodgers for that any gm I think any fan would have signed a veteran quarterback at that point. How can you blame Rodgers for that? The GM's got to step up and say, I know what you want, but we need more than Trevor Simeon and Tim Boyle. The Wilson thing should have been handled before Rodgers got here. Wilson should have been gone to begin with. No, but Rodgers likes him. But but before Rodgers, I think they were also, they were holding on to the hope that Rodgers could fix him. And then when they were thrust in the idea of, well, if Rodgers is gone, what's our hope here? Is Trevor Simeon going to lead us to the promised land? No. So maybe by some miracle can we fix the number two overall pick that we have no choice? Because that's the only – I mean, what's the pie in the sky? It's fix Wilson. Otherwise, it's nothing. Did they watch him last year? I mean, Wilson <laughs> yeah. was terrible Pete, last I'm year. With you. He had a bad attitude. This year, at least he has a good attitude, but he's still terrible. <laughs> and last year, they also had Mike White and Joe Flacco. So mm. you could have had Zach Wilson as your number three doing what he was doing midway last year, which was trying to fix himself. So have him be the third guy, have him work on his mechanics, have work on his fundamentals, mm-hmm. learn from wow. Rodgers, and then have a veteran behind Rodgers so that if he somehow got hurt, you can then throw him into the fire. Instead, I think that's they, what Tim Boyle's supposed well, to Well, the be. fact that we're talking <laughs> mechanics in year three is yeah. still, yeah, I mean, it's, ridiculous. It's, it's, it's the darkest timeline for Jets fans. Well, I, I, I'll throw <laughs> this out. We, we talked about Rodgers and the returning. This was the report from Jake Glazer on Fox. He's actually going to go back to the Jets this week, start training with them. How about that? He actually sent the Jets video of him working out this week. They kind of blew their minds like, man, he's a little bit further ahead than we thought. In Aaron Rodgers' mind, he is telling the Jets, I'd like to actually start practicing as early as December 2nd. That's only in a couple weeks from now. And if they're still in playoff contention, he really does mean it. He's going to try and play sometime here in the middle of December. Now, this is obviously insane, right? We all can agree on this, a 40-year-old guy coming back three months later. Okay. With that offensive line. Makai Becton leaves the game yesterday, by the way, but so who knows what's going to happen with him. Can I throw out a little bit of reality and maybe mm-hmm. the cold water on the whole Rodgers and Jet plan? They've lost three straight. The offense, we know what it is, and whether it's Tim Boyle or Zach, whatever. Their next four games, they have two against the Dolphins and then Atlanta and Houston sandwiched in between. That would put Rodgers back at, like, Christmas Eve. Okay. How many of those games are they going to possibly win without Rodgers? They're looking at that Atlanta game there. Yeah, that Atlanta game. Better take down Atlanta. And even that, Tim Boyle against Desmond Ritter. Woo. Like, I, I mean... Is he really going to come well, back when there are a five-win team at five and eight or whatever the, the math is on that? Is like that? Do you think that uh, that Miami defense, 
That's not nothing over there. Yeah. It's not just Jalen Ramsey. It's Christian Wilkins. These guys, Phillips, these guys are good, man. Well, I think they're improving, too. Now that you have Ramsey back there making plays, I think the pass rush is getting better. Yeah, no, there's no easy solution here. I like what you said. It's obvious. You say obviously insane. <laughs> well, I mean, again, the guy's 40 years old. It's a couple of months removed from Achilles surgery. No. Well, he wants to come back to, uh, I believe it's on his 40th birthday. Games. Yeah, there's a lot of things that I want too, but again, the <laughs> idea that like that you would even allow him to be on the field, but you're going to do that coming off what is it, seven straight losses? Like, why? It's it's something like is he really that stubborn that he's just going to say no? I want to play. Yes, <laughs> he is convinced oh. to silence the doubters. Yeah, silence haters, Marco, yeah. like you and me. And yeah, I'm everyone. a hater. Hater. Well, I think it's important for at least for this Jet fan that he gets on the field this year. Why? I think I really? think just I think it just shows you that he could play and he he can we can you know, rely the, on him next year. Yeah, the other four MVP seasons didn't tell you that he could play football. So no, the Achilles pops again? Like, are we serious? I understand what he's saying. I am nervous as a Jets fan going into next year and putting all my eggs in the Aaron Rodgers basket again. But I don't want to. I don't need to see him try out. But it is a messed up situation. Marco, thank you so much. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Quickly, our pal Hung is in Harrisburg, PA. Good morning, Hung. How you been? Good morning, good morning, good morning. How's you guys doing? Excellent. What's on your mind? Oh, do you remember a couple of weeks ago uh, we mentioned about that debate, Brandon Stanley, the worst coach of all time? Yeah. I'm going to go back today, and I say if they don't fly Brandon Stanley today, the Georgia don't going to go nowhere in the future. Because you know what? All the talent that Georgia roster had, they should be the same level at Kansas City because mm. he's the top. Five quarterback of all time, in my opinion. And the defense, you got Khalil Mack, Joey Bosa. They got all the talented roster. You can be like 9-1, 10-2, whatever, you know what I mean? Yeah. But the coach, the defense between the Kansas City and the Chargers is a coach. Kansas City had a good coach. And the Chargers doesn't have a good coach. Oh, That's huh. different. You're right. I mean, it's so frustrating. And thank you for the phone call. Good to hear from you, Hung. Is... You see the talent and the fact that they would lose this game in Green Bay. Like, the Chargers should be a good team. And Green Bay is a rebuilding young team that's not great right now. How can I be nice about this to Green Bay? Like, maybe Jordan Love shows you a little something yesterday, but I don't even know if I'd trust it if I'm a Green Bay fan because the Chargers' defense is that horrific. Yeah, I mean, Bosa, obviously, the big problem with Joey Bosa, their best player, is not staying on the field at all. Second year in a row that he's only going to play about half the season. So, and Cleo Mack, they knew he was old. Injuries are a factor with this team. I and mean, we talked about it coming in the year. There, something's wrong with their medical staff. Everybody goes out. Mm-hmm. Yesterday, now, we haven't seen any news on Joey Bosa, but that had to be season anyway. Who's crying going off in the cart? I think they kind of, t- when a player's crying like that, I think it kind of tells you. So, I, I think Hung's going a little too far saying they are basically a coach away from being Kansas City because I, I think their roster is not perfect. They brought it, they, they went for these big swings, and most of them have not worked out. Yeah, I mean, think about it. J.C. Jackson not even on the team yep. anymore. The GM had to apologize to the team for even bringing him in. But there's still plenty of talent. Yeah, I mean, well, Derwin I'm, James. We're talking about guys who are great at what they do. And yeah, I mean, they have they lost Mike Williams. Keenan Allen is still brilliant. I don't understand why you don't just put four guys on Keenan Allen. It feels like that's the way to stop the Chargers. Their run game has been nothing. Eckler is back, but they have no run game. So I, I'm not quite sure that they're that close to the Chargers. 
I mean, sorry, to the Chiefs. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Coming up, the one team that lost, but maybe it feels like a win. We'll get to that in a minute. Don't move, Maggie and Perloff. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Yes, Sports Radio. Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff. It is Maggie and Perloff on CBS Sports Radio. So, the Lions have a big come from behind with victory yesterday. Well, big because they just sort of keep the train going, yeah. right? They had a back against the wall situation at home, down 12 with about four and a half minutes remaining to a division rival in the Chicago Bears. You, know, you got Justin Fields dancing on the field after touchdowns and stuff like that. They The Bears were feeling themselves yesterday, and the Lions snatched the victory away from them. I think this is a bad loss by yeah. Chicago. I get it. You want a good draft pick. You're getting a great draft pick because Carolina's handing you their draft pick. Why not have two great draft picks? You are. Odds that was are a you're great, gonna. great loss. It was a bad loss. You got to finish games. At some point, you've got to show the guys in the locker room who you spent a lot of money on some of these guys in the offseason. You just traded for Montez Sweat and gave a second round pick to the commanders. Like, at some point, you've got to win a game and try to show signs of life. Why? You're going to have a new coach next year. The, anything you gain or any development you make here is completely thrown out the window next year, anyway. So. Honestly, does this impact what's going to happen in 2024 in any way? I think give the players a little belief that if you're holding a 12-point leave, that you can actually close out a game. Are you going to downgrade their win total next year? Because that's all that matters here. This means nothing. Well, I can't. I don't know what I'm going to do with their win total because they have a lot of they have a lot of questions. They have to a lot answer. of oppor- I say a lot of opportunities. This is a team where I'm actually for the first time in a long time excited if I'm a fan. Okay, because you like what you see out of Justin Fields, or you like that Everything. maybe you trade for some, or you'll draft someone else. I think now you have two good options. I think Justin Fields looks really good. He's unbelievable runner. Yes, he's limited as a passer right now, but if you bring in a Marvin Harrison Jr., if he gets his Stephon Diggs, right? Stephon Diggs helped Josh Allen become the next level quarterback. I think AJ Brown did the same thing yeah. for Jalen Hurts. I think DJ Moore is a very good wide receiver for Chicago. They could bring in an even better wide receiver, and you could save Justin Fields. 
So that's one option. Then they have, if they have the number one pick with Carolina, they can either trade that for Hall or they could start over and go Caleb Williams, then get Marvin Harrison Jr. with the other pick, a new coach, and we are in business, Maggie. Okay, but I would challenge you to find a Chicago Bear fan who thinks that all this is going to break right. Big Cat, my one friend who's a Chicago Bears fan, wanted to hold a parade. He was so thrilled they lost that game. <laughs> okay, but who's going to be your general manager? Is it the same guy who's going to be so, making uh, these decisions? Yeah, but you know what? Some of them are working out a little better. He did make that trade from 9-1. to one. Uh, so he made the trade that one netted nine, them this one to nine that, that netted them this Panthers pick. That was a good trade. Montez Sweat he did trade a second round pick. Chase for, Claypool. Yeah, Chase he made one terrible play in Chase Claypool, but the Montez Sweat at least he resigned him. It was going to be hard to get a guy like that in the building. So I don't think it's been quite as disastrous as it looked like no, it could have been. It's not as disastrous. I just don't know if you. I don't know. This this is a tough one. Yes, you like to have the optionality, but. I will. I would be hard pressed to find a general manager who would trade the number one overall pick unless they really see something in yep. Caleb Williams that they don't like to trade it and forever be the guy who passed on Williams. Now, Caleb Williams is getting a little blowback, at least in the media. The season is really not gone the way anyone had hoped at USC, but the defense was getting all the attention, and rightfully so. They fired the defensive coordinator. Their defense is not good. But Caleb Williams, after a loss this weekend, still did not go speak to the yeah. media, not really showing any accountability publicly for the losses. Yeah, I mean, I think if you're a team in the NFL, you say, okay, everyone's saying this guy has a character issue. I'm sorry, you're out of luck. He's not falling off one. He is number one overall. It doesn't matter if he talks to the media. Why does it, First of all, a college kid shouldn't have to talk to the media if he doesn't want to. He's not getting paid. He's getting paid by marketing, but he's not getting paid by the team. So I say do whatever you want, kid. Well, he's not just any college kid. Can we also acknowledge that? Like, he's the reigning Heisman Trophy winner. And right. He's the presumptive number one overall pick and captain and leader. So the coach, yes, should be out there to take the slings and arrows. I'm not saying every college kid should have to talk, but I think for Caleb Williams to show that he can handle the losing, I would probably want to go out there and show that I've got my teams back. I'll speak for us. Because I know that I'm the face of the team and I want to be as accountable in losses as I am for wins. Because all those wins last year, I remember Caleb Williams at the podium quite a bit. Fine. So are you not taking him number one overall? I didn't say that. Yeah, that's what I mean. Who cares? There's no impact to that. Again, he is a once in a generation. He's so good, Maggie. Even this loss. It doesn't matter if he talks or doesn't talk. I want him on my team. How are you feeling about Caleb Williams? It's been a tough season at USC. 855-212-4CBS. We're on the Hurry Up Offense next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.